Welcome to the 180th installment of Ear to the Ground, the Land Stewardship Project's podcast on family farming, sustainable agriculture, local food systems, and local democracy. I'm Brian DeVore, editor of the Land Stewardship Letter. When Paul and Sarah Freed purchased 51 acres in southeastern Minnesota a decade ago, their plan was to use the land's hilly terrain to produce wine grapes. But they soon realized that the farm had potential to be home for more than just a vineyard. Today, the Freed Farm is the site of a pastured pork operation, as well as a vegetable enterprise that sells through farmer's markets, group homes, and schools, as well as a small, community-supported agriculture operation that makes fall deliveries. The Freeds, working with fellow farm resident Jake Olson, are also setting up a permaculture operation that will eventually consist of fruit and nut trees, as well as berries. Arriving at this mix of enterprises has not been by chance. It's come about via trial and error, and periodically stepping back to assess which enterprises are paying their way and which are not. Paul and Sarah say their ability to decipher weak links in their farm business while planning ahead is a result of the training they received through the Land Stewardship Project's Farm Beginnings course, which they graduated from in 2011. That training, coupled with their experience in LSP's follow-up course, Journey Person, exposed them to making decisions and setting goals based on not only the land's carrying capacity, but the family's quality of life and where their farm fits in the wider community. The Freeds say one of the most valuable things they got out of the course was an introduction to holistic management. Developed by Alan Savory, this is a decision-making framework that has helped farmers, ranchers, entrepreneurs, and natural resource managers around the world achieve a triple bottom line of sustainable, economic, environmental, and social benefits. A good decision-making framework is particularly important to an operation like the one the Freeds have since it is set up as a Catholic worker farm, which means it welcomes members of the community to take part in producing fresh, sustainable food and taking care of the land while working for social justice. A key part of this concept is making both short-term and long-term decisions as a community, and holistic management provides a framework for such a process. I recently visited the Freed Farm and got a first-hand look at its various enterprises and how the Freeds and Olsen are setting the stage for adding more. After the tour, I chatted with Sarah about how Farm Beginnings and Journey Person helped them set up a decision-making process that allows them to integrate or stack their various enterprises. Farm Beginnings itself helped us with being able to plan and really take seriously the time that we needed to sit down with our community. We live in a community house. So to sit down with um, Jake and Paul and I and really think about, okay, where is our where is our plan? What are we going to do, be doing? Um, what's important to not let things just kind of happen and also to make sure that we were incorporating all the different aspects of our farm that were important, whether it be the household or the off-farm jobs or you know pigs that we have and that kind of thing. It also helped us with any issues that we came up or problems that came up and helped prioritize. So we were able to bounce any problems or decisions that we had to make or address against the holistic goal um, that we had that we had created and to figure out like what was our weakest link what needed to be addressed now what could wait till later and what resources we needed in order to solve those solve those issues it sounds a little bit like too once you got going you've been able to use some of that training to look at well, here's a enterprise that, I don't know, maybe it was fun at first, or maybe there was people who said it, there was a market for it, and, and they really liked this product that, that we're producing, but it's really 
uh, from a quality of life standpoint or or it's just not paying off maybe economically that you kind of it helped you kind of do that decision making and kind of narrow it in focus in a little bit i think one thing you'd mentioned was when people say hey i love these chickens you're producing kind of gets your ego going and all that but maybe it's just you got to pay attention to how many people are saying that kind of thing. Right. And for us, um, we had raised turkeys a couple of years and, you know, oh, people loved them. That was great. And I loved raising turkeys. They tasted so great, but it wasn't, we really had to think about that and say, how much time is this taking us? What's the, what's the payback at the end? And the time that we were spending on it, we needed to, we needed to cut that off because we need, we had more important things that needed to get done and that time needed to be spent on those important things versus out taking care of turkeys so we may do that in the future again but that was something that that really that enterprise was a real good example of that for us and then so you uh, a couple years after you took farm beginnings you took journey person uh that's a program that we've kind of set up a few years ago to help people once they've taken farm beginnings or maybe they're just they have a few years under their belt and they're taking that next serious step but why was the it sounds like the timing was you felt the timing was right for you to take something like that uh yeah we we had i think we had recently gotten a new community member and we were kind of just kind of stall not stalling necessarily or just kind of uh riding the waves of kind of day-to-day kind of things and not really not really and getting really um bogged down on on just dealing with day-to-day farming life which there's a lot of stuff to do so our long-term plan wasn't really wasn't there we were kind of going from year to year thinking gosh what are we going to do next year and so that was a it was a perfect time to take journey person because it really focused us in and forced us kind of to make a plan for like you know a five-year plan a 10-year plan really kind of start to think about that and put into place steps that we could take in order to get there and it also delved much deeper for us into the holistic financial planning, which was fantastic. And then also acknowledging what gifts we bring, where those needs would be filled, and just kind of opened up more conversation for personally for our our community and talking about, you know, like, where do we all fit in and how does this fit together in what we're doing and the enterprises we're doing. And that's something we should point out is your farm is a very community-based farm. I mean, that, that term is used a lot and it's used loosely, but you maybe to describe a little bit about your Catholic worker farm. And what, what does that mean? And how does it sounds like that is what makes this holistic planning even more important, maybe because you're you're trying to bring in people from the community as far as the decision making process. Yes, uh, we have a Catholic worker farm. And that means for us that we live in community, we farm in community, we are social, socially justice oriented, trying to be just in all that we do also. So raising our animals humanely and just and just practices um, with the land and the soil. Yeah, so having other people live with us, other community members living with us that are all part of the farming and the decision-making, um, it was key to really uh, learn and practice the things that we learned in Journey Person because um, otherwise we would really flounder. So, And we have at certain points, but um, but for the most part, uh, it was really it, it, it is really important to make sure that we are making decisions together so we all know the we're all on the same page. So going back a little bit to the farm, Kind of the enterprises you got going here. You have a CSA, a small CSA. You're raising vegetables for farmers markets, and uh, you're starting the nut trees, the the the, the kind of and the fruit trees system. 
but it sounds like one of your favorite things is the hogs. Why, why the hogs? I lo- I love the hogs, and I never thought that I would say that, but um, I really do. They are they're fun. They each have their own personality. They can be cranky. They can be not to anthropomorphize them too much, but they do each have their own personality. And I personally like to see the the whole range of we raise our hogs farrow to finish. So farrowing meaning that we birth them on our on our farm here, um, and that's one of my favorite parts of it is um, to see that process. It's been really great for our fan or for my girls or for our girls to um, to see that process also and see birth and see um, what happens and and then being able to say like these pigs were raised here we know what we fed them we know how we've treated them and handled them um, and then be able to give to our consumers a, a a product that we're really proud of. And it sounds like it's and you just showed me the system you have that you're kind of setting up but you're already utilizing with your berms and swells for your um, perennial systems with your nut trees and your fruit trees. But you're, you've been able to take the hogs, and if they were just fun to raise, you know, that would be one thing. But you have been able to integrate them into your even your vegetable production system. Can you just give a brief outline of how that's kind of integrated in? Sure. So um, in the fall when we're done uh, harvesting, obviously there's some produce that is left in the fields for because you can't it's rotten or it's just too small or something happened um or forgotten but we run our pigs through there and so they glean everything that's that's left they clean it up for us and then fertilize a natural fertilizer from them and so our our soil is left better i would hope that than it was started and we also run currently right now we're running our pigs through an alley uh, in what we call a pig tractor, it's just a big fenced-in rectangle with a little bit of a shelter on one end, and we move that every day. And so they kind of are tilling up the soil a little bit and digging out their their yummy favorites of hay, and then also just little bugs and grubs and whatnot and roots. And then that turns the soil for us, and then also gets that fertilizer right in there. Um, so it's a really great system. We don't have to buy fertilizer; we have natural fertilizer from our animals. For more on the Land Stewardship Project's Farm Beginnings and Journey Person courses, see www.farmbeginnings.org. If you have comments or suggestions about this podcast, contact Brian DeVore at bdevore at landstewardshipproject.org or you can call 612-722-6377. Thanks to Laura Borgendale, Western Minnesota musician, for Ear to the Ground's theme music. And a special thank you to all of Land Stewardship Project's members who make initiatives such as this podcast possible. If you're not a member, visit landstewardshipproject.org to learn how you can support LSP. Thanks for listening. (laughs) 